fast forward and now I have three kids of my own that I'm homeschooling. And one of the things I found is um, I lost that creativity that I had when I was a preschool teacher. And so my kids didn't even know what St. Patrick's Day was or Valentine's Day. And it really felt sad to me that we would go to Hobby Lobby and they would be like, what is this for? You know. And so I was like, you know what? There are ways that I can add seasonal play and seasonal learning into our homeschool day. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of where Happy Day Printable started is just like resources that I wanted to use for my kids. I'm Heidi Marinell, and I'm on a mission to spotlight incredible female-owned small businesses who've conquered the business world on their terms. Together, we're diving into the stories of real relatable women who've turned their passions into thriving businesses. I'm a small town mom with a passion to break free from the ordinary and provide you with new, specific, and downright revolutionary business ideas. I'm interviewing women who've dared to dream differently and have turned their passions into profit. The best news? They've got fresh ideas that can ignite your passion and creativity. No more vague top 10 lists of business ideas that lead nowhere. I believe in dreams with real substance, and I want to provide you with inspiration that leaves you thinking, I can do this too. Whether you're itching to start your own venture or craving a fresh twist on your existing business, your go-to source for inspiration is here. Welcome to Her Business Rocks. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back to Her Business Rocks. My name is Heidi Marinell, and I am the host of the show here. And I'm so excited to be here today with Carmen Vermillion. She is the owner of Happy Day Printables, and she also has her own graphic and web design business. Today, we're going to be talking about Happy Day Printables, though, and Happy Day Printables is a digital monthly subscription service filled with printable preschool activities and seasonal play ideas that help promote creativity and play-based learning. The subscription is designed for kids ages three to seven, and each month it includes more than 20 seasonal activities to help teach basic skills and just create happy memories at home. Carmen lives with her family in South Carolina, where she homeschools her kids and runs her businesses. And I can't wait to learn more about um, Happy Day Principles and how she balances that with her other business and homeschooling. So let's jump right in. Welcome, Carmen, to the show. Thank you, Heidi. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Let's start at the very beginning. Um, well, our listeners probably don't know this. I know you because you have had your own web design and graphic design business, which up until a few minutes ago, I thought you had ended. Um, but you, um, before we got on here, you said, nope, I still have that in addition. So let's talk about that a little bit, because that's originally how I found you. You helped me with some branding and a business logo for um, a business idea I had. And so that's originally how I had thought of you and wanted you to come on here as a guest. And then when I was doing a little searching online, I found that you had this Happy Day printables. And I just fell in love with it. As soon as I saw it, I'm like, this is the cutest designs ever. Um, and so let's talk about a little bit why you decided to, to add the second business and how you came up with the idea for it. So yeah, Happy Day Printables was actually started because I am a homeschool mom of three kids and 
Prior to this life, I did uh, teach preschool for several years and um, before I had children of my own. And I was always a really fun teacher. Like I will say, you know, um, kids loved being in my classroom and I loved teaching. I was really passionate about it and I would try to make everything fun. Um, but fast forward and now I have three kids of my own that I'm homeschooling. And one of the things I found is um, – I lost that creativity that I had when I was a preschool teacher. And so my kids didn't even know what St. Patrick's Day was or Valentine's Day. And it really felt sad to me that we would go to Hobby Lobby and they would be like, what is this for? You know. And so I was like, you know what? There are ways that I can add seasonal play and seasonal learning into our homeschool day Um and so, yeah, that's kind of where Happy Day Printable started is just like resources that I wanted to use for my kids. I know there's a lot of teachers who were like, yeah, I used to be so into doing all these things for my class. And then somehow you come home, um, many of them do homeschool when they end up having kids of their own and they come home and they're like, I just, they don't pour the same amount of effort in or they're tired, you know, there's other things to do. And so a lot of that for your own kids goes by the wayside. So I completely understand what you're saying. I've, I've heard that before. So how did you come up with the name Happy Day Printables? Yeah. So I actually, when I first got started, I have two cousins who, um, both are teachers. Um, one homeschooled all five of her children and the other one was homeschooling at the time, two of her kids. And so uh, I started it with them. Um, it was my, I wanted it for my children, but I knew that they were both artists because they were, they both are artists. And so I knew I could utilize their skills for design. And so when we first got started, we were brainstorming all sorts of names and really happy day printables became because we wanted to make like you couldn't just do like Christmas principles. You didn't want to do just Christmas Day or Thanksgiving Day or Valentine's Day. But all these were happy days that we wanted to celebrate and make fun. And so that's kind of where Happy Day Printables came. Um, and it's the one that just made the most sense because you literally can see it. It's I don't have this done on my website. I could do it, but I haven't done it yet. <laughs> but um, I can imagine in my head happy instead of Instead of happy day, I can imagine Christmas day, Thanksgiving day, birthday, right? All the things you could just see it. Um, so yeah, that's where the name came from. It made the most sense. And um, my cousins and I both, we all agreed on that name working. I homeschooled my kids for um, a few years and my youngest was in preschool during that time. And we did a curriculum that was all right. And um, she enjoyed it, but it didn't bring that joy of learning. And there wasn't even just the fun, colorful pictures that your items have. And so I know this is something I would have loved to have um, for my kids because the designs are really cute. I love how you combine different teaching elements. Um, for example, I'll, get, I'll give you an example of what I mean when I say that. Like you have an activity pack that is talking about different jobs and one of them is a police officer. So you have the pages um, where you're working on the letter P that has to do with police officer, but you also have another page where then the kids are working on patterns and it's different elements of, 
associated with police officers, like a police badge or a police car, the light on top of a police car. So they're making a pattern with things that all have to do with police officers. So I love how you combine learning about a job with writing skills, pattern skills, all those basic skills that you're trying to teach at that age. So you were a preschool teacher yourself. Is that how you come up with your ideas, like just having that basic teaching knowledge? Or how do you come up with, hmm, I want to try and do a unit on this or have this kind of monthly theme? Yeah, so it's actually, um, I do a couple different things. Um, I pull my kids, actually. So my kids are now, you know, I've been doing this now two years. And so they've outgrown most of my printables, but they still have a heavy hand in helping me create them. So I pull them and ask, so do you think this would be interesting or this would be fun? And sometimes I create something and I'm like, what, what could I do that would make it better? You know? And so I bounce ideas off of them. I do look back to when I was teaching and I knew like the basic subjects that we taught outside of like the basic subjects. Sorry. I knew the themes that we usually taught around. And, um, and so, yeah, I try to incorporate ideas like that into like community helpers, like you're talking about. Um, and then also make it seasonal if I can. So, um, the reason why, like for instance, in September, I came out with a community helpers pack. Um, I knew that that was a theme that was very common, uh, for schools to use or preschool, uh, teachers to use in September, October timeframe. But last year I already did a fall activity pack. And so I didn't want to like give you, oh, 20, 30 pages of more fall activity packs. So I wanted to make it a bonus. So anyway, um, so I use the themes that I knew that we used to use when I was teaching preschool. And then um, I look at the seasonality as well. So what's seasonal? Is there like, for instance, I have a dental, children's dental kit um, pack, an activity pack. And it's, I came out with that, I think in February, because that's like children dental awareness month. But then it can be reused again in September because there's also like a dental hygiene month in September, right? So it's something you could use more than once. But um, so yeah, I pull my children, I look at the themes that we used to use, and then and, and then the seasonality. You know, what's what's someone going to want as a supplement this month with whatever they're already doing? So this is not meant to be like a main um, teaching course or. or um, or materials. It's not supposed to be what you teach off of, but it's supposed to supplement what you're doing to make, it can be used as um, quiet time in the mornings. You know, it could be used on the road. If you have a doctor's appointment, some of these pages you could just take with you. So that's kind of um, the idea behind the different themes, the different activity packs. And my middle, he is very artistic. And so he loves looking everything over. He often will make my stop motions for me, you know, things like that. So um, yeah, that's kind of where all the ideas kind of come from. I love that you involve your kids and poll them. Um, that's a really fun way to make this <laughs> again, not just something that it's mom's business or takes up mom's time, but a way that they can be involved too. And they're seeing entrepreneurship front and center. Yeah. One thing, 
One thing I do, so I have all my stuff on my website, but then I do offer one-off packs um, through Etsy. And that's really fun because you can actually set your notifications. So every time you get a sale, you hear chiching. So I'll turn that on some days and my kids love it because they hear it and like it just... It's like, oh, there's mom's making money, you know, <laughs> it might be $3, but it's just, you know, it's so much fun for them to be a part of something like that. Yeah. Good, good learning lessons right there. Okay. So you have your ideas and you know what you want to create each month. And you mentioned that you had started doing this with a couple cousins. Are they still involved or are you doing this on your own now? No. So... Yeah, so they, um, about six months in, uh, their lives just got super busy, and this was something that I was using every day um, with my children. Their kids had outgrown it, of course. They were well beyond those stages. They were just doing it more for um, getting a creative outlet, really, and so I am always one that I'm like, I don't want to add pressure to anybody's plate, so... Um, so yeah, so they, uh, they stopped, um, participating around like six months into it. And then I just kind of took over from that point forward. Um, but they still have a hand in, you know, like they'll still ask me questions and I'll bounce ideas off of them and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so they used to be designing all everything. And then I moved away from that, um, when their plate got too full. So um, what I do now for designs is a lot of it, I come up with my own. Um, and then I do use some stock photography, or not photography, but stock elements. So Creative Market has a lot of really good ones that you can buy commercial license for. Um, it just depends on if it fits the style that I'm that I'm leaning towards or going for. Um, so yeah. So when you draw them on your own, are you drawing them in an, on an iPad or how do you create them? Do you do them with the mouse just in a program or what does that look like for you? Yeah, so I have um, a program that I use on our iPad and then I also use Illustrator. And I've just been using Illustrator for so long, I can really manipulate it to do exactly what I need it to do. Um, it's not the easiest program to draw on, but if you if I start on the iPad and then I move things over, then I can manipulate it how I want. So often what I'll do, like, especially for little, the little characters, like people, I'll create just like one face, but then I'll change the color of the skin. I'll, you know, I can change the hair really easily, things like that. Um, so I'm not having to create a bunch of designs. I just kind of reuse it and change it. Uh, so changes clothes, things like that, you know, and it's, um, but then I will sometimes buy, uh, packs on like creative market or Adobe or, uh, deposit photos, just depending on where the graphics that I find work with our design. And then, um, I might take the pants off of creative markets, commercial, you know, I'll buy that commercial license and I might just use the pants off of a character, but I'll reuse it for several characters, right. Or something like that. So I kind of mix the two of creating things on my own and then, um, buying commercial license and using the elements. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. It makes sense. I mean, you know how you want it to look, so you can start to give it that general feel of the face or whatever, and then um, pull in other elements that will um, add to it. 
Okay, let's talk about what programs. So you mentioned Illustrator. Is that what you design most of the pages in, or do you have a different program you like to do that in? No, I I use Illustrator just because I'm in it all the time. So for me, it makes the most sense. But um, there's so many programs out there people could use. You could even use Canva. Now, you wouldn't want to use their graphics, but you could even pull things into Canva and use that to create. And I think that's brilliant. Um, it's a free program. Um, and so for a lot of people who are just starting off, that's a really great way to start creating learning materials or signs or whatever it might be that, you know, like invitations, you can create that in Canva and then um, upload it as a PDF for people to download. So, um, so what I do is you can do for free. You truly can. I mean, my overhead um, truly every month would only be what I print and test because I do want to test everything that I make because I don't want to just put a bunch of materials out there that I don't know if they're actually working, if they make sense, that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, what I do, people can do for free. And I think that's like what's so amazing about this digital space of creating digital materials for people. Um, I created this one uh, back to school flag uh, and I did it last year. Yeah, last right before August. So um, last summer. And it was just a little pennant flag that said um, first day of preschool. And then the preschool can change to first grade, second grade, third grade, whatever, right? Well, that thing blew up my sales, like over $3,000 in a $2 pennant flag. I mean, crazy. And wow. I didn't do anything except for design it once and upload it, right? You can do that type of, you, it doesn't have to look any certain way. For me, what I looked at is what was not out there that I thought would be cute or was there something out there that needed a lot of tweaking, right? So for instance, um, the first day of school flags, there's a ton out there, but none of them felt like my aesthetic. So I created one that looked like a pencil. So it was the color of the pencil. And it just, you know, for my customers, they were really drawn to that. And what I love is I even got a review yesterday that a mom said, this was perfect, exactly what I needed. I was able to print it out the night before her first day of school and stick it on a pencil and I had a cute little prop for her, you know? So finding, even though there's a million flags out there that people could buy, you have, if you find something that just feels right to you, that you would use, you could create it and put it out there. Um, it could be uh, menus, like if you're, like even like schedules or uh uh, supper menus, or there's like just so many amazing things that you could create that if you're using it, somebody else will pay to download it and use it. Yeah, that's the absolute truth because there are so many options out there, right? But um, they don't all look the same. They may have the same info on them, but they look different and people want something that's appealing to them. Mm -hmm, exactly. Okay. Let's talk about your website a little bit. I love it. And you are a website designer. So, um, I'm sure this part of the business was, um, pretty easy to come up with, but tell me, um, what do you use for your website? Do you use WordPress or what do you use? Um, because it does have a membership login feature and not all of them do that. So just talk a little bit about your website, if you will. 
Yeah. So I'm going to back up for a quick minute because I never, so I've been working with subscription boxes and subscriptions for years and years and years, like probably six plus years. And I never had one of my own. My mother-in-law actually had her own subscription box for several years. Um, But I worked with so many and it never like even, I never had a desire. Like it just wasn't something that I thought of doing. But then I had a client who with her subscription box, she wanted a membership portal. So then I got into looking at membership portals for her, found a free version, something that works amazingly well. And I was like, okay, wait a second. If I could do this for you, and it was not children's printables, it was something completely different. But I was like, if I could do this for you, there's probably a way I can have a membership portal for customers to get something through, download something through, right? So that's actually how I even started, you know, the the thought process. And then I was like, well, what could I create? And then I was like, well, I my kids need to know what some of these fun holidays are in a fun way to like build it into our learning experience. So anyway, I do use WordPress for my websites. Um, and then there are free plugins that you can use uh, to have your membership portal and to... Um, so you can actually have this whole back end. They can download things and then, um, you can have a storefront, uh, they're billed me- monthly, just like a, a subscription would be, um, you could choose how they're billed, all of that. Um, and it's all free. I mean, free quote unquote, you know, I do pay for hosting. My website is hosted through SiteGround. Um, and that's like $5 a month. So my overhead every month for my business is my printing costs at home of what I print and test, and then um, my site ground hosting on my website. This is so doable for anyone. It is. Um, yeah, it really yeah. is. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, now you said um, you sell also on Etsy, correct? So you have yeah. your website and Etsy. Okay. Yeah. So that's another thing is if you do not want to have a website because you're like, that boggles my mind to have a membership. I'd rather just create items and sell them as a one-time thing. You can have an Etsy shop for free. Now, what you do pay for is every time you make a listing, it's 20 cents to pay to list your product. But um, it's so worth it because the amount of traffic that Etsy brings to that to the site, you're not having to do anything. Now, they do reward you if you bring your own traffic to the site. So let's say I share um, one of my printable packs on my stories. I can link it to my Etsy shop. And if you are the seller, you have a separate link that you can use to share your product so that you're not paying the referral fees that normally you would pay Etsy. So normally they'll charge you additional fees because they brought the traffic in, right? But you can bypass some of that by sharing your own links and bringing that traffic in yourself. So Etsy is another amazing op- like option. So if you talk about using Canva, Etsy, and a printer at home, I mean, you're if you can just buy a printer and some paper, I mean, I what I use actually is an HP printer. I pay a subscription for like $5 a month. They send me all the ink I need. If I'm running low, they see that and they send me more. I mean, so it really works out well for us. Um, I don't have a lot of overhead. And that's one thing with both my businesses. I never wanted my businesses to be a burden to us financially. I wanted it to be something that um, 
I could have as little overhead as possible and bring the income in. And thankfully, it worked out that way. And um, and so, yeah, there's options out there and opportunity out there. So someone else can do this as well. There's nothing special about me. <laughs> yeah, that is so encouraging. Um, thank you for sharing all of that insight. And just, I love your efficiency too. Just having your printer hooked up, the company automatically knows when you're running low on ink, having that all sent because those are all things that can bog down a business, right? Like, oh, mm -hmm. I'm out of ink. Shoot. I either have to go to the store or I have to wait for Amazon to deliver it or whatever. So even just setting those things up are really, really helpful in small business. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about the photography um, and how you take pictures of your printables. So do you do your own photography or is this a case, because I know you print out a lot of your own stuff just to test it. So do you use those in your own photos or are you just taking digital images and using mockups in creating images like that? Tell me a little about that. I actually do all my own photography. After working with subscription boxes for several years and giving them pointers on how they could put a product out to market without tons of overhead. Um, one of the things that if, you know, just trial and error, because my, like I said, my mother-in-law had her own subscription box. So one of the things I would do for hers is I, I actually just went to the dollar store, bought some different colored poster boards. And then at the dollar store, you can buy, um, Little, like let's say it was fall and you wanted leaves in your photo, right? You can just buy some fake leaves or you can use real ones from outside. Um, and then you lay all that in front of a window. So it's natural light. I use my phone and then I use the Lightroom app, which is free. And then you can edit it and make it really bright and brilliant so that um, someone stops their scroll. That's another thing that I did is I went through my own Instagram feed and anytime a picture stopped me, even for a few seconds, I screenshot it because I wanted to look back and see, okay, what is it that, I, like, why did I stop on that? Was it because they used a pink background, a blue background, a yellow background? Was it the, um, all the additional things they had in the photo to make it pop? What was it, you know? And so looking at that and just, um, finding, um, inexpensive ways to make my, photography that I was doing and I just used my phone, nothing special, make mine look professional. And so um, that's what I do. And it works really well. My kids will be my models sometimes. So even though they're older, their hands are still super cute kid hands, you know? <laughs> so um, if I'm doing like a handwriting page, my youngest will still write, you know, she'll, she'll write, pretend like she's writing or she will be writing on it and I'll take a picture of her using it. Um, so, and then the other part is I often offer freebies for people who follow me on Instagram. I have an email list that you get all these freebies. Well, the beauty is a lot of people will actually share their own photography of them, their kids using it because they want to share what they're doing. And so you can use those photos as well, as long as you ask them. And, uh, and I've done that. So for instance, my flag photo, the, or my flag that sold so well on Etsy, that's actually not my daughter. That's one of my subscribers printed the, printed that, took a picture of her daughter with it. Now she has it holding, it was, it's in front of her face. So that works really well. Um, 
But I asked her if I could use it and she said, yes, I'd be happy to if you would. And that just seeing someone use it has helped it sell. Um, So yeah, just using your own audience to help you with the photography is really good too. I'm inspired by how resourceful you are. Like really (laughs) just, and it's not, I get the feeling it's not that you have to bootstrap things. You're just very good at finding easy and affordable ways. And it was just so um, inspiring to me because I know myself, I can get caught in the weeds of like, oh, this isn't good enough. Like I got to get better stuff in order to be able to do this step. And I don't, but it's so easy to compare yourself to others and think that you do. But even just knowing that what you have out there, you did that with an iPhone and borrowed pictures and things is is just incredible to me. And so you're lighting a fire under me to just go ahead and do the things no matter how imperfect, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so I appreciate that because that is one of the things I really want to do on this podcast is, is inspire and share these stories of women doing things and, and it's not perfect and they're still success. You know, they're not taking the most expensive course to learn the best way to do it. We're just out here doing it. Mm-hmm. And I, and so, um, I just thank you for sharing all those, all those tips and, and insight and everything, because that is just, that is really beneficial information. And that's what this is all about. So thank you for that. Yeah, for sure. I feel like, um, you know, I have always had the belief of if I can do it, you can do it. And it doesn't mean I can be a photographer. I do not hold myself at that same level at all. And yes, I do have um, professional photographers who I've worked with. And um, and they're not to discount what they do at all or discredit what they do. I just felt like for what I was doing, I'm using these anyway. You know, I want to see how they feel and you know, I want to assemble it together myself so I can do a video recording of me assembling it, that kind of thing, you know? So um, it just made more sense. And so I feel like I love empowering people to feel like they could do this on their own and not just happy day printables. It could be graphic design, it could be web design, it could be anything. Like there's, you can do this. I am self-taught 100% everything that I do. And um, and so if I can do it, you can do it there, you know, and and you can do it for a very inexpensive, there's an inexpensive route to take. You don't need to take the expensive route to do something that turns a profit for you. And I think that's a great lead into, let's talk about how you run these businesses while you're also homeschooling. Because that's another thing, right? A lot of people, there's the money aspect of, oh, I need this training and that training. And you don't have to do that. But there's also the time aspect of, I'm doing these other things I don't have all the time in the world. And and you're running two businesses here <laughs> while you're homeschooling. So let's talk a little bit about what has worked well for you to be able to fit this all in. Um, do you have any time management tricks or just how, how do you manage your schedule with all of this going on? Yeah, so I am really bad at planning. I'm awful. Like, I truly am. So... Um, how it works for me uh, is I actually found that when I was doing my web design and graphic design business, and I'm still doing it, but in that process, I get I would get so bogged down with just the workload 
because I did it to myself, but I would get bogged down with the workload and I would feel like I was just not inspired. And so oftentimes I'm going to be like, oh, I have this business idea for yada, yada, yada. Now they're not, they're not paying me to do anything, but I would be like, oh, I have an idea. And like all this fresh design ideas would come to me and it would inspire me again. So that's kind of like what Happy Day Printables has been for me. So I will have these big website projects or big branding products projects that I'm working on, but then I just kind of get in the mud with them and I'm just stuck. And then I move on to Happy Day Printables. I'm like, oh yeah, let me think of something like creative and fun for next month. And yeah, I only do like a month in advance. I'm not six months down the road. I'm literally like, what should I do next month? Um, but that creativity, just having that, like nobody is expecting me to do anything in particular. So I get to have just free creative, uh, you know, all flowing ideas. And with that, it opens up this whole like feeling of um, creative freedom with my website and branding projects. And so I re- they balance off each other. It's so nice. My web and branding make for sure, like 10 times more, that's where my bread and butter, like individually, that's where I would say it comes from. My Happy Day Printable still makes me good money, but I do that more as a passion project. And if I leave it that way, it doesn't feel overwhelming to me um, because I have two businesses. I prioritize my website and branding and then I lean into Happy Day Printables when I'm feeling stuck. Um But of course, I have to do that at least once a month so that I have something to put out the next month, which happens though. Like it happens quickly that a couple days of working on a project that you're not passionate about maybe, um, very quickly you'll just kind of get in a rut and not know what to do. You just stare at your screen, you know? Um, And after doing like hundreds of subscription box branding and different brands over the years, um, you do get stuck. You feel like I've created everything, you know? So um, Uh, It's really nice to have that outlet. Now, as far as time management, my kids are so good. They really are. I have a seven-year-old, eight-year-old, and 11-year-old, and they are creative. They just love to be creative. So we homeschool. Our homeschool day actually only takes about a couple hours a day. Um, And then we have co-op, so we do extracurriculars through our co-op program, Um, and so often if they're in their co-op class, I'll take my computer and just work on the playground while they're in their class. Um, and then if we're at home, they will do creative things while I'm, if I have a project I'm working on. Um, again, if it's happy day printables, I kind of have them doing it with me. I'll ask, you know, Hey, can you guys look at this? And I'll print it out. Can you try this out? That kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I'm not great at time management myself. I used to be horrible about staying up till three or four in the morning and wrapping projects up. And maybe it's because I hit 40. I don't know. <laughs> but but it could also be because we got a puppy um, and you have to wake <laughs> up with a puppy, you know? Uh, it's like having a baby again. But um, I go to bed at a normal time now. When Usually when my kids go to bed, my husband and I are drained and done. So we usually all go to bed around 1030, which is pretty late for my kids. But it is what it is. It works for us. Um, and then, yeah, so I don't use those midnight hours anymore that I used to. Um, so I'm really not the best to ask that question to you. It just kind of works for us. And I think that's important. You have to find what works with your family balance. Um, and 
you know, you have to make sure your kids and your husband don't feel left out in all of this. You can't let it overtake you. Um, there is no reward in being a hard, like such a hard worker that you get no sleep. <laughs> you know, there's none. And I even to this day will have deadlines that I've set for myself for things that I just can't meet. And instead of stressing about it, I just say, okay, I'm going to have to do what's in front of me first. And then if I can make that deadline, I will. So for instance, today we were supposed to start our podcast at a certain time. I had five kids in my car that all needed to eat lunch and my gas was 15 miles till empty. And I was like, if there's an emergency, I don't want to be stuck. So I was like, I know I have to get gas. So I was like, I'm going to be late. I'm sorry. But I, you know, there was something in front of me that I knew I had to do. But old me would have been like, pushing through that 15 miles till empty, get home, get on that podcast call. Cause I kind of felt like that was more important than the safety of my family in a way, you know, like it's a weird, I don't really feel that, but it was this weird, like thing I had in my brain where all that mattered so much, but at the end of the day, it doesn't like you need to set yourself some boundaries and that, I don't know if that answers your question, but yeah, well, I'm glad that you've changed because I don't want to re- be responsible for five hungry kids stuck on the side of a road. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, that's something I'm working on too. Um, as I learn to let go of some of my perfectionism and know that it's okay, there's going to be things that come up, um, and just giving myself and others grace when that happens. So it was absolutely no problem today that you needed more extra minutes before we recorded. So no problem with that. I found one of the most incredible things that came out of the pandemic for me, because I was already working from home and I had my kids with me all the time, right? That all of a sudden everyone understood. Like it was amazing. The switch in mentality of I have a business call but my kid, you might hear my kid or you might see them in the background. Like that was normalized. And I appreciated that. Now I always tried to, you know, be professional and not allow that to happen, but sometimes things happen. And that was one of the most beautiful things that came out of the pandemic for me is it normalized moms working from home and having distractions and it being okay that we have our kids with us. I think it's, you know, instead of hiding them, shh, don't say anything, you know? <laughs> um, not that I want them all in here, like crowding around the camera because they would if I let them, but, um, <laughs> you know, finding that balance. And it was amazing. That to me was one of the most freeing feelings that came out of the pandemic. Yeah, that's very mm-hmm. insightful because it's very true. I never realized that before, but it's very true. Uh, it was a beautiful realization that everyone came to you that, oh, this is what it's mm-hmm. like. What have been some of your business, I'm sorry, excuse me. What have been some of your biggest marketing wins as far as getting word out about this business and growing your email list? How did you find um, an audience? Because this is a different audience than someone who's looking for branding or website design, right? These are... um, moms of preschoolers, essentially, is your target market. So how did you get word out and start um, getting followers for this business? Yeah, so um, I started by following a lot of homeschool moms, right? That I wasn't really, before I started Happy Day Printables, I was not really caring what other people were doing. I was kind of just doing my own thing with my kids. Now, I knew what I taught, and we had our programs that we were using, but 
like outside, like social media wasn't a place that I was like seeking community at all. Um, cause I felt like we were surrounded already. But then, um, when I started happy day printables, I knew that, that I needed to find a community online as well. And so one of the things I did is I just started following these homeschool moms in these groups and seeing what products they were using and if they were using manipulatives, you know, like wooden trays with counting beads or whatever it might be. I started following those accounts as well and just seeing like who's, who is um, participating, who is um, following them, what are they sharing? And then I started following those moms and goodness gracious, those moms supported me like a nobody, you know, they, they didn't know me, but it's really, it's been really fun. Now I don't share a lot of personal, personal stuff. Like I'm not on there every day. Like this is what we're doing today at all. But there are moms that do that. And I love that for them, that it works for them. And I love following it. I'm just zoned into what they're doing every day. And then you kind of, I just, you found yourself, I found myself in this community with other moms that had similar age kids or kids that were the age of the printables that I'd be creating. And, um, and then the products that they would be using with it, because a lot of our product, a lot of the printables I use, everything can be used from like, you can use what you have at home, but you could also go to the Dollar Tree and buy stuff, or you can support these small businesses that create some beautiful things that could be used alongside your printables. So um, just finding that community and them using the products, using my printables with their products when they were showcasing, you know, um, like if they were launching, like if they were launching a new product and they happen to use one of my printables in the background and just having that um, exposure, it was amazing. And that's how, you know, I'm only to a little over a thousand member, or sub, um, followers on Instagram now, but all that is organic stuff. That's people that I connect with and they connect with me. Um, it's, you know, not just every mom, you know, with kids that could use printables. So finding that community online was really important and, um, and helping those other moms. So if I can purchase those products from those other moms that have those small businesses, um, and use them in what I'm creating, that's also really helpful, um, both ways, you know? So, um, that I would say is probably the biggest way that I've just been able to get subscribers an email list, all of that is just finding a community. And again, that's an organic thing. And so that's free, right? Yes. Another yeah. um, free thing, not paying for followers or anything. It's just, it's that building relationships, finding something in common and then supporting each other through it. Yeah, exactly. Tell us what's next for your business. Um, what are you looking forward to in the future with Happy Day Printables? Do you have any dreams or goals for where it goes? Yeah, I mean, I like it being this passion project where I don't feel a lot of um, anxiety when I think about it. You know, the most anxious I would ever feel is if a new month is coming and I just nothing has sparked, you know, interest for me to create. But that's self-made. Uh, it's not no other external pressure. Um, so I like the idea of just kind of continuing. But um, I would, I have thought about having um, 
actual boxes that I send out with materials for families or um, having an option instead of just a digital pack in your email that you will actually receive a printed pack because some moms might not want to print, you know, especially because a lot of what I create is in color. And so they might not want to, they might not have a printer or they might not want to print at all. Um, So printing, having a pack that they could purchase that's already printed for them. Um, And then one of my big goals that I know I'm going to accomplish is I actually want to have a year's worth of preschool materials that someone can purchase the entire package instead of being a subscriber and waiting every month or buying one off packs every month that they can literally get. Here's A through Z, a pack that you could use for the entire year, you know? Um, So that is one thing that I'm working on that I will accomplish for sure. Um, And that will be a higher price point because it'll be something that's a one-time bulk purchase. But I could see that being really useful to to parents to have it at the beginning of the year. So they can kind of like fill their binders or, you know, print out what they need this week or whatever. Um, So yeah, but I really, I just, I'm comfortable where it's at. Um, I I don't know. I don't want to get too in the weeds with it to where I'm doing too many things and, and it feels like a burden. Yeah. And that's totally okay. We don't have to have huge dreams and goals. It can be a passion project. You know, it can just be something that brings us joy that is just as important as if it earns any money or not, you know? So, um, and especially in your case, you have, um, some other ways the income are coming in. So it is mainly a passion project with the added bonus of some extra income, but Um, and just before we go, give us a little, um, insight as to what is ahead for your other business. Do you have any big dreams or goals for your web design and branding business? Or are we, are we happy with that too? (laughs) Well, yeah, for now I'm happy with it. I actually scaled it back quite a bit this year. My husband took a new job, um, a couple years ago and, it allowed us the freedom that there was no, like I, I was the breadwinner for several years um, while my husband was in school. And then that slowly transitioned to where we were like both equal income earners. And then I left my corporate job um, when my youngest was born and just did my web design and graphic design business. But I found that that kind of, I was burning the midnight oil. I was staying up late you know, I was neglecting like the, I, I wasn't neglecting my family cause I was, I was a stay at home mom. I mean, I was here all the time. Right. But I wasn't, um, present like I should be. And, um, so when my husband took this new job, it allowed me the freedom to kind of look at what do I, who do I want to work with? Only take the projects that really, um, bring me joy. Now I still get some that even though they bring me joy, like I still get stuck in the weeds with them, you know, but, um, so I actually take very few clients. Um, right now I say that, but I still have like 10 on my plate, but I take a lot fewer clients than I used to. Um, and at this point, I just want it to kind of keep doing what it's doing. Um, the, the beauty of my web design and graphic design business is because I was so successful with it. Um, 
I like having it as a fallback. So I am really a huge proponent of, I never want my husband to feel like the weight is all on his shoulders. Um, And so I will often tell, I'm, I'm huge in like, how was your day? And if it would like, if he had a rough day, I'm like, well, you know, you don't have to like, why would he need to be reminded he doesn't need that job? Of course he knows that, you know, if he, if he wanted to leave, he could leave, but he loves his job. That's not what I, I'm not saying that he doesn't loves his job. My first reaction though, is always, you can leave if you want to, cause I could do this, you know, but I do like having my web design and graphic design business as like a, something that's still ongoing and I'm still building um, a good client list, even, you know, that I have a wait list right now, I'm still building business in the event that if something did happen, um, that I can, we can kind of transition to that. Cause my husband is very creative. He's a marketing director. So everything that I do for my business, he has ways to expand what we do. So he can do video, he can do photography. He could do all those extra things that we could use for website business. Um, so I kind of just keep it rolling how it's going, um, nurturing it a little, just in the event that if we need to kind of like switch gears completely, we can. I like that, just that freedom, you know, in the back burner. That's great. Thank you so much for being here with us, Carmen. It has been so much fun to talk with you. And I appreciate having a guest who, um, has added something to her regular business, you know, sort of pivoting, but adding an additional passion project and found great joy in just adding that into your life. So thanks for sharing that with us. For more details and highlights from this interview with Carmen, you can check out our show notes at herbusinessrocks.com. We'll have links to Happy Day Printables and everything else mentioned today along with a variety of pictures of some of the activity packs and what you can expect if this is a subscription that you are interested in signing up for. So friends, I just want to say thank you again for joining me for this episode, and I hope you have enjoyed it as much as I have. I look forward to seeing you back here next week, and that's all for now. Thank you for listening to Her Business Rocks. Be sure to visit herbusinessrocks.com to get bonus content, show notes, and to sign up for our weekly newsletter. And if you enjoy this podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. As always, we appreciate your support and we'll see you next time for more Her Business Rocks.